Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Betting Pros NFL podcast brought to you by BetMGM. I'm your host, Dan Harris. You can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. The NFL regular season may be over, but there is still plenty of stuff to talk about for Wild Card Weekend. And with me to talk about it all is Matt Peralt, host of Pushing the Odds on SB Nation Radio and the Better Network. And as I've mentioned often, one of my favorite podcasts covering the number where they break down some of the action in sports books from the previous weekend. You can find him on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. Matt, thanks for coming on the show. How's it going? I really appreciate the invite coming back. This is a lot of fun. Always great to talk to a fellow New Englander, even though you're not really from New England, but you live there now. So, but. Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate the invite. I'm so impressed that you remember my background, man, because uh, I feel yeah. like you would just come on. You talk so much. I'm so intrigued. Well, you, you're happy. You're out in Vegas. What's the uh, temperature right now? Oh, it's cold, man. It's It's been 45 degrees for pretty much the whole week. So it's yeah. it, it, it's been lows in the upper 30s and low 40s. It's just disgusting, to be quite honest. But uh, we, we're seeing the light on the end of the tunnel. It's it's the, the, the 60s are only a couple of weeks away. So we're almost we're almost through our winter. <laughs> well, when you're in low 40s, as you know, you're pretty much in my summer at that right. point. So, uh, But, uh, you know, and that uh, could have an impact on this weekend's game with uh, your Pats, which we'll talk about in a bit. But, Matt, I've been thinking about something. In addition to sports betting i do a lot of fantasy sports right mm-hmm. and when yeah. we started doing this podcast earlier this season i had to let some of my uh fantasy baseball podcasting duties go and a few listeners they kept bugging me about sports gambling right they hadn't done it before they didn't get it is it really enjoyable i was thinking about it the other night because i was watching and i know you were watching because i follow you on twitter so i, I you. saw you were tweeting about it at the time the orange bowl with florida and Virginia. Now, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't go crazy with college football betting. I'm too focused on the NFL during the season because of fantasy and everything. But a buddy of mine is from Florida. He went to Florida. And for fun, he and I have just this joint fun. Nothing where I'm going to lose my house or anything. But we do small bets so we could have fun. So he texted me mid-game, said he wanted to throw some on the Gators who were laying 14. I believe it was at halftime. So we did. And we lost that bet. But I think all you need to do is look at the last few minutes of that game for anyone in the world to see exactly what it means to be a sports better, right? Yeah, and look, and welcome to New Hampshire, by the way. That's really fun to see another state in New England, Rhode Island now, and New England and New Hampshire now are both legal with mobile yep. wagering and whatnot. So that's awesome. And look, it, it, I talk about this on my show a lot. I talk about this on covering the number with Patrick Everson, who I co-hosted it with from Covers.com. And one of the things that I think everyone has to recognize and realize what's coming, podcasts like this, that we're not going to be in the bomb-throwing media world anymore very soon. We're going to be in information. We're going to be in, in actual intellectual dialogue. And, it, and, and I tip of the cap goes to Daily Fantasy because it started all of this, really, where we start looking at the game and we're not worried about what some dude behind a microphone is blasting some player for being where he was two days before. Or, you know, hey, did you know that Baker Mayfield was out in Austin two days after the year was over? It's like, oh, my gosh, he's a 24-year-old guy. He has no responsibilities. Right. He's a millionaire. Why can't he be out drinking? Who cares? So like sure. that crap is going away and we're actually going to have real fun conversations. And by the way, Steve Levy deserves a huge tip of the cap as well Absolutely. for pointing it out that, hey, by the way, this kick, a field goal that pushed it from 14 and a half where I was, I was under, I was at minus 14 and a half for Florida, pushed it to 15. And then yep. all of a sudden here comes this crazy drive for Virginia. They go down the field in like 35 seconds and score a touchdown to cover. I mean, those are all conversations that... At some point, 
We're going to have live lines. Like I've mentioned this before, I don't know if it's podcast or others, but DAZN does this right now with BetMGM, speaking of the sponsor of this podcast. They run live odds on their big fights on a ticker underneath the screen. You'll see live odds, minus 400, we're round three, round four, whatever it is. That's going to be part of us every day, and the broadcasters are going to have to be educated enough to have that conversation of where the line is or where the line was or where the public was. And once... Once we get more than half the states on board, Fox Fox will go first because of Fox bet, clearly. But it'll be universal. ESPN's going to have it with Caesars and whatnot. We're going to have this acceptance where Steve Levy's conversations during the game will not be uh, so notable, even though it really was when the game was going on. It really kind of annoys me at this point when there are these games that are so clearly out of reach that the only people who are really watching at that point are people who have bet on the game and announcers don't even remotely mention it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, at yeah. least, you know, the Levy was all over, which is great. But, you know, at this point, I feel like it's got to become more commonplace. It's going to, obviously, uh, you know, as you said, as more states do it. Well, but, we'll, you know, we'll I love... Take- just take Cincinnati Boston College in, in your back of the in in, yep. in in your neck of the woods. So I, I believe the total in that game was like forty five, I think, somewhere in, in in that range. And it was thirty eight thirty six was the final. That's a blowout. Do you know who's watching the fourth quarter of a bowl game, the Birmingham Bowl between a six and six BC and an eleven and three Cincinnati BC Eagle graduates and Cincinnati graduates <laughs> and everyone who bet the game. So Correct. like if you're a bro- if you're a broadcaster you have to be this you know I'm with you getting pissed off about this because it is ridiculous. In the fourth quarter you should be talking about the number. Hey, the total was this. Here's how many points have been scored. Will we see the under come through here or could this drive mean the over or whatever because nobody's watching that bowl game unless they have money on it. Just 100%. Period. <laughs> 100%. Good. All right. Good. I know I got us off on this big tangent to start, but I did want to talk about that because it struck out to me that, you know, people are freaking out over whether they're going to call back the touchdown on that was a pass to the offensive line right. on a completely meaningless game. And it has such huge implications. I just think, frankly, that that's part of what's making the, you know, sports betting great as it becomes, you know, more widespread and becomes legal uh, in each of the states. But Let's get into this weekend's action. Before we do, let us quickly review last week, as we always do, because I personally kind of had an Orange Bowl, Florida Gators laying 14 kind of week. I lost on the Falcons and the Bucks under 48 because of a last-second field goal, tied it up, and then Jameis Winston threw a pick on the first play in overtime, just <laughs> win by a field goal in overtime, and we're good. I lost on the Broncos laying 3.5 to the Raiders because the Broncos decided to try a completely unnecessary 57-yard field goal instead of punting in a game they were otherwise sure to win, and I lost the Ravens and the Steelers under 37 because of a last minute safety now to be fair I actually had that in real life at 38 so I pushed but whatever even my prop bet where I won the Christian McCaffrey over 50 receiving yards but that was at minus 250 and as I said place a little bit on the over 75 receiving yards at even money and that was a loss so it was gambling at its finest Uh, our guest Sean Corner he hit on the Bengals and the Browns over 43 and a half he missed on the Seahawks getting Three and a half from the Niners. He won on his top prop bet of Travis Homer over 41 and a half yards. And for his other bet, he said he'd probably pop an in-game bet on the Chargers over the Chiefs, depending on the line. My guess is he hit it at the peak when it was Chargers plus 11 and a half, like I did. So I'm just going to give him credit for that. Now, as everybody pretty much knows, we start with pick six, where we each give our three best bets of the weekend. There are only four games this weekend. It's not easy, but we're going to do our best. So Matt, get us started here. What's your first pick? Okay, so I'm going to start with the first game of the day on Saturday, and that's going to be Buffalo at Houston. And this game is incredibly hard for me because I either have to trust Josh Allen 
or trust Bill O'Brien. And that's really hard to do. <laughs> so you're talking about a Houston team that's at home, a Buffalo team that I have been betting against and losing on, and I've been wrong. I've been going to the well consistently here against when it comes to the Bills, I guess except against the Patriots. But I've been looking at this Buffalo Bills team, and they play incredibly hard. I just don't think Josh Allen can throw the football, and I think J.J. Watt coming back is pretty significant from a pass rushing perspective because receivers coming back from injury or running backs coming back from injury have to get in sync with a quarterback. It's not that hard for a defensive lineman to pin his ears back on third down and go get the quarterback. It's kind of just in their nature to go and do it. So while his stamina might not be up in the fourth quarter, the game might be over by the time the fourth quarter rolls around. So I really think if you can get this under three, and currently, I mean, here in Vegas, it looks like it's two and a half across the board at most books. I, I think the home team here, I know road dogs have been so profitable this year, but this is still the postseason. It's the playoffs. I'm going to lay two two and a half on Houston and I'm going to take the Texans to wind up winning and knocking out the Bills man I gotta be honest I don't I don't I kind of think the Bills are going to win this game I I really do I kind of do I don't I don't have the strong feeling about it you raise good points I I mean rookie quarterbacks or not rookie quarterbacks but quarterbacks making their first start in the the playoffs you you just can't trust them whatsoever I don't think Watt's going to have a huge impact in this game just look you should you can't return from a torn pack in this amount of time like you just can't I can't imagine that he's going to be out there playing that many snaps I feel like it's got to be more of a morale type of thing at this point I mean I know he's he's like is he a morale type of guy though I mean do you think JJ Watt comes back for morale I don't know no no I I think he wants to I think he wants to play I get it I think he wants to play man but that's not the other thing man is it does not sound like Will Fuller is going to play in this game they you know uh whoever uh I think James Palmer tweeted out that he thinks it's a long shot so that's a big deal for me sort of with them stretching the field now I don't really know necessarily who's going to win but I, I I'm a little worried uh about the Texans coming out I think if forced to I think the Bills are going to win but it, it does sort of lead into my first pick and I'm going to actually do a two-team teaser for my Ooh, love first it. pick yeah love all right it. so it. th- it's going to be part of this game which is I'm going to tease the Bills up from plus two and a half to plus eight and a half right, and I'm going to nice. tease the Saints down from laying seven and a half right now to one and a half so I, I think whatever way this Bills game goes I don't see it as being the Texans blowing them out I just don't really think that they have that capacity yeah. to do it right now without Fuller right because the Bills pass defense is very very good especially when there's no uh, Will Fuller they're exploitable on the ground but the Texans you know as good as Carlos Hyde and you know Duke Johnson whatever were this season they're not dominant they can't just roll out there and crush them in this game and like you said I don't trust Bill O'Brien I certainly have more uh, hmm. faith in the uh, in the Bills coaching staff and look I think that you know it depends if Watt is there and he shores up that run defense and he does play a lot of stuff's fine that might change things but you know the Texans are beatable through the air their run defense certainly without Watt has taken a hit so either way oh, yeah. the bills the bills as i we talk i think by the way you're selling yourself short because the last time you were on i think it was an early look at the lines but you loved the ravens beating the bills and covering mm-hmm. which they did in that game and you said mm-hmm. that then you were you were fading them the whole time um i think that's right but they never get blown out they did that one game right. against the eagles right but against the ravens they lost by seven against the pats they lost by seven and six so i think either way they'll keep it close and with the saints look they may win this game by 20 for all i know but eight's a 
big number. It's easy yeah. for a backdoor cover. I cannot imagine they lose this game, though. So if I'm going to get it at under a field goal here at a point and a half, essentially pick them, I'm all over that. The offense is explosive right now. Um, you know, to the the secondary for the Vikings is terrible. They're not going to be able to stop Michael Thomas. Traquan Smith is playing better. And, you know, I, the Vikings offense, I don't know. I mean, you you know, you've got uh, Kirk Cousins in, in a, a primetime game. But, you know, Dalvin Cook, he is coming back here. But one shot at the shoulder. He could be out for the rest of the game. Cousins, you know, I'm not sure he's going to have too much success through the air. Saints have Marshawn Lattimore and now Janoris Jenkins. That place is going to be bananas. If there's a if there's a play that is questionable, I can't see how the refs are going to go against <laughs> the Saints, given <laughs> everything that's happened. So I think the Saints are going to win this game. I'm not sure by how much, and I don't think the Bills are going to get blown out. So my bet, the only bet I have placed, as you mentioned, I'm in New Hampshire. DraftKings is here. Um, is that two-team teaser with the Bills up from uh, plus 2.5 to plus 8.5 with the Saints. Saints down from laying seven and a half to laying one and a half. Look, you're speaking my language here because I am a massive proponent of two team teasers in the NFL. I, I think if I can play the round with a line, these lines in particular late in the year where the lines yep. are so sharp, the only thing just from a casual better perspective that we have to point out here, you aren't going to lay 110 to win 100 here. You're going to lay 140, okay? So that's 140 correct. bucks down to, to, to win 100. So that's the way the books protect themselves and it gives you an idea as how the books feel about two team teasers and yep. I have had long conversations about bookmakers here in Las Vegas and they freaking hate these things. These things hurt them <laughs> because if you're an educated person with the NFL and, and you clearly are you know how to move these lines and manipulate the games around and if you're okay with laying 140 bucks to win 100 you have a chance to really get after it here because like you mentioned the chances of the Vikings winning this game outright which would blow your teaser up yep. highly a highly unlikely so yep. th- th- that's the only hook to get to worry about a little bit but the line being over a touchdown opened at eight now seven and a half and maybe seven but then the game kicks off but it gives you an idea as to how the books feel about the vikings and kirk cousins going to the dome to beat the vikings so sorry to beat the saints so all you gotta do is hey new orleans just win win the game and you're good i i love your play here a lot in in, in buffalo keeping it close unless josh allen throws three picks which could happen which by is way. a possibility <laughs> okay which, possibility which could happen sure. if he becomes a turnover machine in his first playoff game Okay, I mean, I I don't like Josh Allen. I'm on the record. I don't think he can hit the broadside of a barn. I think he has zero touch. I think every time he throws the ball up in the air, you never know where it's going. Can he's got a cannon for an arm, so he can yep. throw the ball seventy yards. He just has no idea where the thing's going when he throws it. So I, I I'm a little I'm concerned about that side of it. Only if he is turning the ball over, but if he sure. doesn't and he just hands the ball off. They can lose the game by a touchdown, and you're in the clear. So yeah. I, I don't hate your play at all. I, I yeah. really do. And this is a – by the way, this is a huge teaser weekend. This is – these lines are all ripe to be teased. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. And, yeah, to your point, yeah, I got it at you know, minus 143. I'm not getting a deal or anything like that, but it is, it is a line that I feel relatively confident in. Again – I just, you know, I have faith in the Bills at least keeping it close. I don't know if they're going to win the game or even if they're going to be able to cover that line, but I do feel confident that they're going to be able to cover the eight and a half. All right, let's go to your second pick. What do you got? All right, so I'm going to go to a weather game. You mentioned it a little earlier, Tennessee and New England in Foxborough, where the line is going up. Okay, this has been really interesting for me to watch this. So I would say wait on this number until kick to see how high it winds up going. But the over the, the total for the Titans and the Pats opened at 41 and a half. It's been bet up to 44 and a half, 45 I've seen. It, it may go over 45. Let it keep going up. And then I'm saying bet the under here. And I just, this is my thing about the Titans. The Titans are going to try to run the football. 
They, the Patriots know Ryan Tannehill. They've played Ryan Tannehill. This Patriots defense played pathetically bad against the Dolphins. Stephon Gilmore got lit up by Devontae Parker. They got roasted in the media. If the Patriots defense is not ferocious in this game, I will be absolutely shocked. I don't think the Titans are going to score much. I think they might get to 20. I think they're probably in the teens, like 17. And we know the Patriot offense is a massive pain. It's a huge problem. Brady's a problem right now with his tennis elbow. Edelman's banged up and not healthy. They don't have a wide, really a wide receiver worth talking about other than Julian Edelman, who is a slot receiver. They don't have a tight end. Their running game with Sony Michelle is hit or miss. They've given the ball to Rex Burkhead a ton because he breaks tackles and Sony Michelle does not. And if you're not running the football, it limits James. White's ability because he's a he's a you know a change of pace guy in a, in a screen weapon and if you aren't running the football well enough then it really limits what he can do so the Patriots are going to have a tough time scoring in this Titans defense and th- that's why I, I have toyed with the idea of the Patriots you know of taking the points here at five and a half or five for Tennessee but I think the under is a stronger play here in this game and, and there could be rain and cold temperatures in Foxborough and nobody likes tackling anybody in the rain. So that makes me a little afraid, but more likely not a lot of passing going on between the Titans and the Patriots. So I'll play the under. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, you know, I, I talk about this often. Usually what I do with our guests, I say, hey, just give me your picks, you know, I don't know, you know, an hour or two in advance so you can get it. Matt <laughs> Matt was pretty busy. He gave me his picks three seconds in advance before he came hey, out here. Way, I'm stealing one of your plays. <laughs> and he did steal one of my plays. So I could either make something up, but you know what? I'm, it's, it's a short week, all right? We're going to go yeah, with this. This w- sure. also would have been one of my plays. I completely agree with you here. I mean, you, you look at the, I mean, Brian Tennell is playing great, right? He absolutely is playing really, really well right now. Now, a lot of it goes to A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry is absolutely dominant, but you've got the Patriots, and you know exactly what they're going to do in this game defensively after last week, right? They're going to stack the box to stop Henry. They're going to double Brown, okay? Yes. And then they're going to put Gilmore and Davis. They're not going to do the thing where Gilmore, they're just going to, you know, with Parker. They're going to do the thing where they put two guys on the best receiver and then put Gilmore probably on Corey Davis or whatever. And so, you know, from their defense, given the weather, I think they're really going to be able to slow down the Titans. And on the other side, yeah, look, the problem is the Titans defense really good against the run. So it's going to be really difficult, I think, for the Pats to get going there. Now, they're exploitable in the secondary, but the, the Pats just don't have it right now, man. I mean, look, you're, yeah. you're a fan, obviously. I don't know what you think, if this is the end of Brady, whether or not he's battling through injury, whether it's just the fact that the receivers other than Edelman are way too raw and young and everything like that. Whatever it is, they don't have the offense right now to exploit that deficiency in the Titans defense, particularly when you go uh, with uh, the weather that's going to come, like you said. So for me, you know, Adore Jackson's coming back too. I agree with you, man. I, I completely agree on this play. Uh, I have it as well. I'm surprised. I can't believe it's gone up three points since open. It, it's crazy. I guess people were hammering uh, the uh, over there, but I completely agree with you. Uh, I'm on board for my second pick. Uh, I'll leave that as my third pick. This one is another under for me, and that's the Seahawks and the Eagles under 45 and a half. I, I feel like, frankly, you could go with a narrative either way on this game. You like, oh, I really want to go over. You know the. The Seahawks defense kind of stinks. Clowney's going to be out. They don't pressure the quarterback. They're not good against pass-catching running backs. They're not good against tight ends. Carson Wentz is playing great. And the Eagles have no secondary. And, you know, once Wilson was Wilson in the second half against the 49ers, blah, blah, blah. I feel like you could easily make that narrative. But I'm going the other way because, you know, we know what Brian Schottenheimer is at this point. I don't think that six injured running backs and obvious success passing the ball uh, against an exploitable secondary is going to change what he does. He's going to stick with the ground game. He's going to run it a ton. He's going to eat time off the clock. And with the Eagles, it, 
it's just a different game here in the playoffs. I, I don't think it, whether or not Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz actually play, I don't think either one is going to be able to be effective given their injury. Dallas Goddard, Greg Ward, Jordan Howard, I just don't see this as being the type of offense that's going to be able to put up a ton of points in the playoffs. Again, it's going to be cold in a game like this. I see this as being one of these drag it out, hard hitting affairs where it's going to kind of keep the game close throughout. And I think in the end, it's going to wind up being under 45 and a half. So that that's my second pick here. I don't know how you feel about that. I like it because I think the key to this game, and this is kind of going to go right kind of into my third pick, because my third pick is Philadelphia plus one and a half at home to beat the Seahawks. I don't think the Seahawks can run the football, and they've got so many injuries. I think Philadelphia is going to try to play ball control. I think they're going to run the football straight down the throats for the Seattle Seahawks, and I think that's their key. Boston Scott on, on, on the edge. Shorten this game. I mean, just get a win. Don't worry about what you're doing. Just get in and get out. And I just think there are injuries on both sides that are pretty significant. But I think Philadelphia's defense is the biggest reason why I like this game for the Eagles to win. And I just, I know Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. I, I get it. I'm just not, I haven't been in love with this team. Even with a 7-1 and record on the road, I just haven't really been in love with this Seattle Seahawks team. And maybe I, I'm thinking about the Rams game too much, but... I mean, I they already played once, and they beat the Eagles once. And I think it's really hard to beat a team twice in the same year, but on the same field. And that game was 17-9. to So that kind of fits right into what you're talking about, about a low-scoring defensive battle between Philadelphia and Seattle. So I love that play. I, I, I like the under a lot. I, I just think the Philadelphia Eagles right now at home, this is a coaching staff that has had a lot of pressure on them. It's a huge game for Carson Wentz. He played incredibly well last week. I, I just think this is a game protecting the home field in the weather. I just don't see Seattle, even with their 7-1 and road record, even with beating the Eagles earlier in the year in Philly, I, I like Philadelphia plus one and a half. The Seahawks are not a very good football team, man. Like, yeah. they're just not. It, it's all Russell Wilson pulling crazy stuff, you know, out, out of his hat. Um, and I think what you're going to see in this game is, for the most part, you're going to see conservative, but you're going to see one or two crazy, smart, brilliant, you know, trick plays that Peterson's going to pull out that are going to be the difference while the Seahawks are just running. Instead of, they're much more effective if they just let Wilson go and let him be what he can be, but they don't like to do that. So, yeah, if I'm forced to pick a side in this game, I would take the Eagles, um, but overall, my preferred play is the under there. So let's just recap. Um, my third pick, by the way, I'm not going to force one because I don't love anything else here. <laughs> so we're both just jumping on the Patriots and the Titans under 44 and a half. So we're both taking that one. Uh, I'm also doing the two-team teaser with the Bills getting eight and a half and the Saints laying one and a half. Uh, and my other pick, sorry, is the Seahawks and the Eagles under 45 and a half. You are also jumping on the Pats and the Titans under uh, 44 and a half. You are going to take the Eagles getting one and a half, and you're going to take the Texans laying two and a half. So we've got some fun stuff going on for this week. And now before we move on, I want to tell everyone about the sponsor of today's show, BetMGM, and specifically the BetMGM Sports app. With the BetMGM Sports app, you can place a bet right from your phone. All you need to do is search for the BetMGM Sports app in your app store, download it, sign up for an account, and when you sign up, you want to use our promo code HARRIS, because when you do, you get a risk-free $500 bet. If you lose your first bet, BetMGM 
refunds it up to $500 for future wagers. So you cannot lose. And these things where you're basically given guaranteed winning bets are pretty frequent with BetMGM. This past weekend, if you placed a $1 money line bet on any of the teams in the college football playoffs to win on Saturday, then you won $200 because at least one of those teams on Saturday scored a touchdown. That That is the type of offers that you get right now at BetMGM. So go ahead Download the app, sign up using our promo code Harris. These winnings are paid in free bets. You must be 21 years or older, and although you can sign up and easily deposit money anywhere, you must be in the state of New Jersey to place a sports bet, and certain restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for the full list of terms and conditions, and if you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so this is the point in the show where we ordinarily move to It's a Trap, where we list the one line that we're avoiding, before we finish up with Top Prop, where we give our favorite player prop bet of the weekend. Now, Matt and I recorded both segments, but unfortunately, we had a few technical issues and Matt's audio never came through. So we got a couple options here. We can ditch the segments entirely. I can try to impersonate Matt and make his picks, or I can just give you both our picks in regular Dan Harris talk. Now, because I already know Matt's picks and because he has a grade A radio voice that I could never duplicate, I'm going with option C. So interestingly, for It's a Trap, Matt and I both went with the same game, but we had different angles on it. Matt was avoiding either side of the Pats laying five to the Titans. He is confident that the Pats are going to win the game, but he could see them putting it all together and winning by 20, or eking out a close win by only a field goal. In short, he does not feel confident that the Pats would cover the spread, but he does feel like they'll win, so he's just avoiding the spread on that game entirely. Now as for me... If I like the Pats, I would be willing to lay the five points because I don't see them coming away with a close victory here. I think either you're going to see closer to a classic Patriots at home in New England weather against a rookie offensive coordinator type of dominant performance, or I think that the downfall is real and the Titans are going to pull this game out. In other words, I don't see this as a three-point win for the Pats. I can see them putting it all together and winning big, or I can see the Titans taking this game which means that the line I'm avoiding is the Titans getting five. If you like the Titans, i just as soon take them on the money line. Or really, since Matt and I are both avoiding the spread in that game, just take the under and be done with it. Now, oddly enough, Matt and I both stuck with that game for our top prop. Matt had Ryan Tannehill under 18.5 completions at minus 110. He views that as a game that with the rain forecasted in particular, the Titans are going to try to control the ball on the ground and not air it out. Considering that Tannehill does not throw that much even on a good day, I had no problem with it. As for me, I was taking Julian Edelman over 64.5 receiving yards at minus 109. Tom Brady just has very limited options in the passing game right now. You heard me talk earlier about how the Titans secondary is their weakness, but that the Pats can't really exploit that at the moment. But the one place that they can exploit that is in the slot, where Edelman is going to go up against old friend Logan Ryan. Pats know him well. He is terrible this year in coverage, one of the worst slot cornerbacks in the league. I see Edelman getting a ton of targets and easily passing the 64.5-yard receiving threshold. Honestly, I would probably bet this up to roughly 72-73, so I'm going to be placing a pretty hefty bet on it over at DraftKings. And that's what you missed. Again, really sorry about the technical issues. Before we go, I want to say thanks again to the sponsor of today's show, BetMGM. Remember to download the BetMGM Sports app and use the promo code HARRIS to get your risk-free $500 bet. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher 
and send a screenshot of that review to contest at bettingpros.com to be entered into our Michael Thomas signed helmet giveaway. Good luck with your wagers this weekend, everyone. We're going to be back next week talking about the divisional.